back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thanks for joining us. If you want to call in for a reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. These are readings to help your life. Indeed, and they do indeed. That's the only reason we do them. Yeah, actually, and I of all of all the calls that we've had, I believe everybody gets touched. It's a very mm-hmm. nice thing. I really, I'm, we're happy to do that. Um, we're talking about uh, Reverend Juliet Nightingale's near-death experience, and here uh, we carry on here. She's talking about this kind of amazing experience out there. It was sort of like the life review, but it was also about educating her on other things. And she was like in this circle of, of um, panes, like enclosure of windows, and each pane revealed something different. And when she'd focus on some that particular pane, suddenly that pane would become life-size, and she would absorb all that information, and then it would go back to the regular size, and then she would like watch the other pains, and others would come forward. This is what struck me with this. You know, I recently got a new Macintosh computer, and the technology on it is like so far further ahead than the last one I had. It was really amazing. It is a beautiful machine. It's a beautiful Just machine. Beautiful. But here's what like struck me. In the combination of this article and that machine, is I realized how many people are waiting for the fourth dimension to come and sweep them off their feet. And it hit me like I get these moments from the guides where they're like downloading this information to share with the audience. What are you laughing at? We're waiting. <laughs> We're oh, they're waiting. coming. We're waiting. And what the the guides were showing me was that. In fact, humanity has to bring in the fourth dimension. So we have to reach up and assimilate it. Yeah, and create it, like become it. Right. Reach up, assimilate it. They'll help us, and we can take it to a higher level. You know, the other day we talked about how God blessed the Indians in, in, in the United States, and but how because they were because they were spiritual... And not really in the mode to becoming a uh, transitional empire that the white man had to come in and take them over because we were too spiritual. Now white man came in and took over and has lost their spiritual roots. And we've gone into technology and material. But ultimately what we must do is blend the two. And it is in that blending that we help bring in the fourth dimension. So the Indians had the natural heart and soul, you know, really deep in the human spirit. They were, by and large, very right with that. However, in the years to come in the world, that would be dominated by some other force because uh, if, if you don't have a strong enough unification of of all these different tribes, then one by one they'll be dominated by something else. So what happened is they were dominated by the white men. The white men had the roots to have superior power, technology, and prosperity. The Indians had the heart and soul and naturalness. So white men moved in, took over, and then blended. You know, how many people do you know have uh, Indian blood in them? You know, maybe it's a, a, a third. Well, I, yeah, I mean, maybe a third. All a the Mexicans do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're a large part these days. But, you know, I do. So 
they took over and then the bloods and the spirits blended and now you have the makings of heart and soul and nature, power, prosperity and technology to lead the world. There is the blessing of the melting plot of United States. It really is. In addition, it isn't just technology married to a heart and soul. It's more than that. It's also a raised raised vibration is also the very big important thing that we right. have to do in order to blend into the fourth. You know, I always have this feeling that, like, there's a whole group of people just sort of going, okay, well, the fourth dimension, in fact, there's a lot of people who think it's going to be the fifth dimension, but it isn't. It's the fourth dimension. And that it's just going to come and take over, but it isn't. We have to usher it in. You know, one of the things Keith and I often say to folks is this. If you want to make your greatest, biggest contribution to bringing in the fourth dimension, transform your dark side. They go, oh yeah, but I want to go out and do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this out in the world to make a difference in the world. And you go, sure, those are all great things. But the first thing you need to do is have your foundation solid in light with a very high vibration. So how do you do that? You tackle all of your lessons you know those ones that just keep haunting you that you just can't shake and you want to visualize and bring something else in because you don't like how your life is, is? Those ones, those are the ones you have to tackle and transform from the inside out and not visualize something else. You need to upgrade what you're eating, eat better foods. You need to uh, get more centered and in peace, be meditating. All the things that you do to transform, improve your physical well-being and raise your vibration. And as you do that, then truly what you're supposed to be doing to help this earth will start to emerge not from an egoed place, but from a humble, balanced, centered, spirit-guided place. You know, when I connect in with um, beings from another place, you know, sometimes there's spaceships involved and big structures that are being made. Uh, made by beans. And so they have advanced farming, advanced technology, advanced machines, advanced engineering, advanced medical skills, uh, advanced instruments, etc., etc. And it's not just gone native and gone to a higher vibe and we just sort of blink disappeared because we got so high and, and transcended the earth. So there are cities on another, on other dimensions, higher dimensions. There are cities with all kinds of advanced technologies and conveniences and uh, ways of being. Not only the vibration or the consciousness, but also these machines. And so a lot of people think that the machines don't go with it, but they very much do. As I'm sitting here, the guides that oversee this show are flooding me with uh, things that they once said. You know, this is like uh, this is like all this fun information. Then we come in and bring the clunker. So here's the, <laughs> here's the clunker. You know, it's kind of interesting because we were talked uh, when we were listening to the uh, Sananda Circle, these channeled uh, enlightened beings years ago. 
They talked extensively about group consciousness and how much group consciousness runs the world. It has to. It's the dominating consciousness. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Be sure to give us a call if you want a reading, 1-800-336-2225. And don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, the thing about group consciousness is, you know, we're talking here right now about how humanity needs to usher in the fourth dimension by raising the vibration. Now I ask you, I would like you to think for a moment about um, the majority of the people on the planet and how enlightened they are. Now, we've been around some of these people that think that, well, if you can get the square root of this many people having these kind of thoughts, you can transform the whole world. And, you know, I know there's some groups. We had a guy on the show one day that had that whole belief system. There's quite a few of them. It isn't true. I mean, you might be able to, to pry something with that, but in general, what you need to do is get group consciousness aligned with enlightenment. Well, there's a lot of folks here that don't want to do that. You know, you wonder why America has uh, as its burden, as its destiny, a transitional empire. It's because we're trying to raise the consciousness and raise the conditions of people all over the planet so that we can have this group consciousness raising up into the fourth dimension it's got to happen somehow and i'll tell you some of these terrorists and things that are running around beheading people and doing crazy things they aren't helping there's no other country in the world doing what united states is doing at its level there are some coming in our direction but there's a lot just really not doing that and it's important to notice with consciousness Consciousness is the creative source of what's to be. Like however you dwell on things and however the masses believe and dwell on things, that's the creative source that creates how tomorrow's going to be. So let's say all of a sudden uh, there was no judgment, there was just simply kind-heartedness, you couldn't even find judgment in your consciousness, nobody could. Let's say that happened for one hour on earth everything would seem absolutely, incredibly surreal, wonderful for one hour. And then it would begin to taper off slowly back into the old machine if nothing sustained or changed. You know, it's an interesting idea because actually Earth... Uh, is is scheduled now to move into its phase of light. And I believe Earth in general is anchored in the light. So when it goes into a phase of dark... She feels light. Yes. So when she goes into Clearly. a phase of dark, it is a phase. It's not where she... Tr- it's not right. her home. You know, like you have a bad day. Well, you get a bad... 3,000 years or something on Earth. But, you know, the truth of it is is she will go back into the dark again. She will do, she will phase into that. Which is growth, huh? Exactly. You know, when we all do this, it, it's by spirals, and part of the spiral going up to the next level, and you could have a, a next level like it's an octave above this one where you completed one spiral. Well, there's a loop that goes around the dark side of that. 
And so on every spiral up, there's a dark side. It can get really nasty dark or mildly dark, depends on what the situation is. But So in these spirals going up, there's an ignorant side, a dark side, and a lovely side, and a, a learning side, an aha side. So if we all started to do a couple of things, for instance, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for my thoughts and actions. Boy, I'm going to take responsibility for my thoughts. My thoughts. I've tried that a few times. <laughs> I am going to stop rumbling in my brain about something that happened 75 years ago, 10 years ago, two days ago. I'm going to stop rumbling in my mind about all the different things I rumble, judging, who are they, all that stuff that I do in my mind. I'm going to stop doing that and take responsibility for what's going on in my mind. Boy, what an interesting thing to do. What a gift to do. Do you realize, you know, the thing of it is, is all those negative thoughts have weight. You keep having them over and over and over again. I tell you, if you literally take this on, you will change your life. Because those negative thoughts that you keep having over and over again just sort of start getting more and more weight and they start settling down into your physical body and they settle into the corresponding organ and they start causing the organ problems. That's Off balance. That's how we get disease. Yeah. You know, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Heal Your Body, exactly talks about this. The different attitudes that cause the different maladies in our body. So if we're going to start taking responsibility for what we're thinking, what we're acting, what we're eating, how we're living, etc., what we do is we start raising our vibration, and all of a sudden we're starting to make anchoring more light on Earth. Years ago, I was working on, this was uh, in the 70s, and I was working on trying to get to where everything I thought would happen. And I was working as a plumber's helper for about a year there. We uh, plumbed uh, about 400 apartments, about three of us, four of us. And I was doing a particular job at the time I was working on this, and it was a big, huge power drill. Powerful. <laughs> Could throw you on the floor. And I drilled holes in a line to put uh, sewer lines in on the side of buildings and things. So I had to go through all these two by fours and four by fours with this big, strong power drill. And sometimes I would hit a nail, but more commonly hit a knot. And the thing would simply throw me across the room. Because <laughs> you got this drill going pretty strong, and all of a sudden it's, it stops, and you know, the the end of it twists around, <laughs> which is you're on. <laughs> so it, it happened twice, and I got I stopped everything of trying to get whatever I thought would manifest, you know, however I thought that's what would manifest. I stopped that immediately because of the amount of fear that went through my mind, compulsive fear, uh, you know, of that drill breaking through the board and coming through my leg because it was so out of control at those split seconds that I didn't want whatever I was thinking to manifest because I could not control my thinking at that time. You want some more reasons on why to control what's going on in your mind? <laughs> Every time you have dark, nasty thoughts, you get karma for it. doesn't matter if anyone knows it. 
doesn't matter at all because somebody does know it. And people are all afraid of, oh, but those are my private thoughts. But they aren't your private thoughts. The guides can hear can hear what's going on in your mind, and there is nothing private. So if you want to start grabbing hold of what your thoughts are and start corralling them, you will transform on many levels, and you will only do yourself good. So I'm going to begin to read this. It's out of Man's Eternal Quest by Yogananda. It's about karma. Effects of past actions from this or previous lifetimes from the comes from karma comes from the Sanskrit word kri, which means to do. The equilibrating law of karma is expounded in the Hindu scriptures, is that of action and reaction, cause and effect, what you reap you sow. In the course of natural righteousness, every human being, by his thoughts and actions, becomes the molder of his own destiny. Whatever energies he himself, wisely or unwisely, has set in motion must return to him as their starting point, like a circle inexorably completing itself. An understanding of karma as the law of justice serves to free the human mind from resentment of God and man. And that's really true. When you realize that everything is simply mirroring what you've done, you, you stop resenting God and your fellow man because you know you created this somehow. A person's karma follows him from incarnation to incarnation until fulfilled or spiritually transcended. Perfect. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. No more time really for a call today, but don't forget to catch us um, Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN, and tomorrow's for two hours. Hey, we really appreciate you being with us, and we have a little bit more after the break. Stay with us.